last week Helen spoke on some of this passage too, and we've, over the summer period, uh, we've been having a, a sort of a mini summer series looking at some of the miracles of Jesus, and we've reflected about the miraculous in our lives and, and, and trying to, to be open, um, hearts, minds, eyes, souls, uh, to the miraculous uh, that is happening around us each and every day. Um, and I encourage you again freshly today, as you go from here, uh, to be thinking about that. Um, I was challenged again only yesterday. Um, I, was, I was listening to, to Walking the Dogs yesterday morning, and I was listening to um, um, the, the wonderful uh, 24-7 um, 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 Lectio 365 app. It's a lo- lovely reflective uh, app. I do recommend it to you. I've recommended it before. I recommend it again. But anyway... I was listening to that, and I can't remember exactly what was in it, um, but it encouraged me to look upwards, you know, and it was about something, some biblical reference to, to the joy of God's world and what we see around us, um, and, and noticing, and of course, I was quite fresh to this sort of thing, thinking about it within our sermon. But do you know what I did? I, I physically, I stopped and paused, and, I, I, and I, I stayed in one place, and the dogs were sniffing lampposts and things as they do, um, every single lamppost, honestly, my dogs, you know, you can never get anywhere. Some dogs are sniffers and some aren't, aren't they? But anyway, that's a digression. I was standing there thinking about um, this passage for a few moments, um, and I physically raised my eyes up. And, and I saw just a tree-lined sky. And it was up at Redland Green, and and it was a very familiar tree-lined sky that probably I've seen so many times before. As I stopped, and I paused, and I looked up, I thought, wow, that tree-lined sky is is really special. It is beautiful. And I just, it it was almost, I felt a sort of weights lifting off my shoulders, because I had paused, and I'd lift my eyes up from the pavement, up the walking along like this. Come on, Pippin, get away from that lump. And I looked up and I stopped. And in that moment, I just breathed in the miraculous of God. And it was a very, very special, beautiful moment. So again, my encouragement to you as we go from here today, take those times, lift your faces up from the pavement of life. And see what's up above and spend a few moments and experience the miraculous of God that we've been thinking about throughout the summer that is around us each and every day, always and everywhere. There's the miraculous of God. And when Helen spoke to us about some of this passage last week, she's particularly focused on uh, Jesus' invitation to come to him. And that is an invitation that is in the Bible in in different places. Uh, Jesus invites us to come to him. Um, and, and we are encouraged to invite others to come and see Jesus. Do you remember, uh, some of you, the story of Philip in the Acts of the Apostles and the Ethiopian? And, 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 and he said, how can I understand if nobody shows me, if nobody tells me? The cry of the heart of a man who's saying, how can I understand about Jesus? How can I understand about these new testaments? If nobody tells me about God. So we had that invitation last week from Jesus to come to me. And we also are called to invite others to come and hear Jesus. How else can they know of the joy of Jesus Christ? So that was last week. 
Now on to a little bit more about this passage this week, breakfast on the beach. Um, What's your favourite food to eat for breakfast? Does anyone have a particular favourite food to eat for breakfast? Eggs and bacon. Do you know who doesn't like a really good English fry-up, I must say? That would be very high on my list. Anyone else got anything favourite for breakfast? Well, two for eggs and bacon. What have we got? Weetabix. How many Weetabix do you have? Four. There you are. You should be the man in the advert, shouldn't you? Polly. Muesli and yogurt. Very nice. Anything else? Porridge. Fantastic. Good, sturdy. But we're getting to the porridge season soon, aren't we? <coughs> Hopefully we're not in it already and it's so cold. We need... Anyway. Butter taste and marmalade. Boiled egg and toast. Boiled egg and toast. Avocado on toast. Avocado on toast. This is all getting very sophisticated. Weetabix, uh, muesli and banana. Weetabix, muesli. I, I won't be able to go through everyone's breakfast today, but this is... <laughs> kippers. kippers. Do you know, I love kippers. I haven't had kippers for ages. Anyone else? Elizabeth, shout it out. Um, porridge with raspberries, blueberries and maple syrup. Porridge with raspberries, blueberries and maple syrup. One more. Well, I had toast with penny on that Jonathan had just done, made in, in Norway. Wonderful. Um, um, France, toast with honey that Jonathan had just made, fresh honey in France. How fantastic is that? Well, do you know, um, um, great to hear what your favourite breakfasts are, and please do continue swapping. Those of you who have not had a chance to say what your favourite breakfast is, don't feel you miss out. I had my daughter cook me some wonderful um, um, French toast with, 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 with fruit the other day. I hadn't had that before. That was absolutely delicious. Um, and uh, I was going to get to the end of this and say nobody said fish, but actually someone did say fish, didn't they? St. Max said fish. And of course, in this Bible passage, Jesus makes a fish breakfast. Um, and, and maybe some more of you should try fish with your breakfast and spice up your different range of breakfasts. He made them a special breakfast of fish on the beach. And at first, as we, we, we've been thinking about recognition, they didn't recognize who it was. And I wonder why they didn't recognize Jesus. It was the third time that the risen Jesus had appeared to him, but they didn't recognize him. But you know, it is hard, isn't it, when you see people out of context, or maybe you're not expecting to see them, or they wear their psycho helmets, and, you know, who is that? Um, or you see them looking a little bit sort of, you know, surreptitious with the eyes down and covered. Is that really in? I'm not sure. Or you see them, of course, with their Basoga hat walking around. Is that the vicar? (laughs) The point is, we see people in different situations, don't we? Um, And we might not expect to see them, and we don't recognise them. Does this mean something to you? Have you been in that situation ever where you think, do I know that person? I'm not quite sure. And actually, all of a sudden, it's blindingly obvious. Or you see someone you know really, really well, but you're not expecting to see them. And you're not quite sure for that moment. It happens sometimes, doesn't it? We just don't quite recognize someone because of the context or the situation. And this was the third time that the risen Jesus had appeared to them, and they still didn't recognize him. I remember when I started here in Bristol in 2010, December 2010, goodness me, just before that, 
And in August 2010, a friend of mine was licensed to another um, church here in the diocese, not far from here. And uh, I came down to the ordination service because he's been a long-term friend of ours. Um, and um, someone who knew me hadn't expected to see me at that service. They knew I was going to be coming to Bristol um, in a couple of months' time, but they were completely flummoxed, and they saw me there, and they had a moment of, what's your name, who are you, I should know you. And then suddenly again the penny dropped. They saw me out of context, and they didn't recognize me. And the disciples didn't recognize Jesus. But then suddenly, they did recognize him. Suddenly it was almost as if underneath the cap of the circumstance and the context, everything fell away and they had that moment. Ah! It is Jesus. Again, it is our Lord. Suddenly, they had that moment of understanding. And he had given them a very big clue, hadn't he? He'd given... Well, actually, he gave them several clues in this passage about who he might be, but he gave them a whack and great clue. Uh, can any of you remember what that clue might have been in this reading? The great shoal of fish. Yes. Uh, they hadn't been able to catch. And this man on the beach who they didn't know said, throw your nets out onto the other side. And all of a sudden, they hauled in the, the fish. And actually, it tells us how many they must have done a count of that catch afterwards, mustn't they? Wow, this is so big, and maybe they were able to sell it to raise some money or something. It was 153 fish. <coughs> and also, of course, when they appeared, so it's, it's the Lord. I'm not sure whether everybody might recognize him then, but he's certainly recognized by some that it is the Lord. And then, of course, they got closer. They went in to the beach, and then there he was preparing them breakfast. And it says in the passage that they didn't quite dare ask him who he was, because they thought it probably was the Lord. But I suppose that was still showing some doubt in some people's mind, wasn't it? If they were saying, should we ask him, is it really you, Lord? Again, there was that doubt, but sort of growing recognition. Can any of you remember another miracle where Jesus provided bread and fish? Yes, I can see some nodding heads, of course, of feeding the 5,000 Five loaves and two fish. So with God, all these things that happen are, are resonant all the time of a connection with the miraculous that is God's love for us. And uh, this is not just one random occasion where we suddenly have some more bread and fish. He is connecting all the time. He's helping us make the connections with life and faith and with him. And here we have a breakfast of bread and fish. Another time when he revealed his glory so hugely was at the feeding of the 5,000, when yet again he fed people with bread and fish and people could see his glory. And they maybe some in that crowd begun to wonder, is this someone very, very special? Is this the longed-for Messiah? The disciples didn't recognize him in this passage before these things happened, it says, even though it was the third time that the risen Jesus had appeared to them. And I wonder, some questions for you and me today, I wonder, and I admit the truth of these to myself, are we sometimes so busy with what we are doing 
that we don't recognize Jesus in our lives? Are we sometimes so busy walking along with furrowed brows looking down at the pavement that we don't look up and recognize Jesus in our daily lives? I'm going to give you a few seconds now just to think about your day so far today. It is ten past eleven. And uh, so we haven't had that many hours since we've got out of bed and had those amazing breakfasts um, and come to church. But I'm just going to give you a few moments, just a few seconds to think about have you recognized Jesus in your life already today? And if so, if you missed it earlier, where might it have been? Just think about that for a moment. I don't know about you, but when I start thinking about the hours uh, before now and and all the different things that have happened, um, I just want to praise God for all the times that Jesus um, has revealed himself to me and I didn't notice because I was too busy this morning. The disciples were trying so hard on their own with their fishing and nothing was working. They were trying so hard on their own and nothing was working. But when they listened to Jesus and followed his advice, things worked out. And 153 miracles appeared because they listened to Jesus and they noticed Jesus. <coughs> I wonder, do we sometimes use lots of energy trying to do so many things on our own without asking Jesus' advice and help? Do we use so much energy trying to do that without Jesus? The relief when we actually invite Jesus in rather than doing it all on our own. And the change in our energy levels when they are filled by the Holy Spirit rather than us is amazing to behold. I wonder, can we sometimes feel slighted and offended when people don't recognize us or remember us? We want to be noticed, don't we, in our lives? And, you know, it can feel to us a little bit hurtful sometimes when someone who we expect to notice, or we want them to notice us, we need their validation or whatever it is, don't recognize us. That can be be hard, can't it? But Jesus is never offended when we may forget or ignore him. He is never offended when we don't recognize him. And Jesus welcomes us back into his community every single time with love. He forgives us and he loves us and he holds us and he provides for us bread and fishes, bread and fishes, whatever it might be. Always. Even when we might not be recognizing him. And he reminds us of this in the meal that we often share together in church of Holy Communion. He reminds us of his provision for us in going to the cross for us. When we break bread and drink wine in a meal together, he reminds us of just what we share together in the miraculous of God. It's worth reading on in this passage after today, after this morning's service. Do have a read to the end of the Gospel. Because, of course, these verses come just before Jesus' amazing forgiveness and reinstatement of Peter. 
Jesus showing his <coughs> amazing love and forgiveness for someone who had so clearly only very recently denied him three times and said, I don't know this man. And yet he didn't take offence. <coughs> he reinstated him three times, the man who would feed my sheep. He forgave him. He sent him out on the way to share the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm just going to end with a little prayer, which I'm going to invite you. Um, you can say it out loud if you want to, or just say in your heart. So I'll say it in, in very small chunks so you can join in with me. Helping us to remember and recognize Jesus in every single part of our lives. And remembering the miraculous that that is and what a difference it can make to us. So again, say this out loud or in your heart as I just say these phrases, if you'd like to. Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for feeding us. Thank you for reminding us of your love even when we have forgotten you. Amen. So let this this be a week of us raising our heads from the pavement to the sky and seeing the miraculous around us. Amen.